Well, the Kansas City Royals continue to suck and to be a very, 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 very bad baseball team. They've now been swept twice by the Tigers and once by the Rangers. We've got a lot to get to today. Something has to give on today's episode of Locked on Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects, we are going to dive into the Kansas City Royals having a terrible, just awful stretch of baseball. And what's going on with the Kansas City Royals and so much more. But again, this show is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. You can go there, check out a daily podcast about prospects And you should, because the Royals have nothing to look forward to outside of prospects. Uh, So there's no reason not to go check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Because right now the Royals sit 33 and 43, 10 games below 500. They're tied for last place in the American League Central. For as terrible as the Twins started the season, the Twins have now clawed their way back and you've regressed your way back to their level. The Tigers are a much better ball club than Kansas City right now. They're playing a better brand of baseball. They've swept the Royals twice. You are not better than the Tigers. And the Tigers' rebuild seems to be going way better than Kansas City's. Way better. Their young pitchers are not having near the struggle that Kansas City's are. And they've still got a lot of guys that play positional positional players that that can uh, impact their team as well. Things are not looking good. Uh, things no longer look hopeful. Uh, things, uh, it doesn't seem like next year's going to be good either. Because again, you know, take away April, and this is a one of the worst teams in baseball. And it would be, if you take away April, this would be the worst team in baseball history. This would be the worst team in Royals history. This would be a terrible ball club without April. And so, we talked before the year, if Dayton Moore, Mike Matheny, what Merrifield wants to keep putting the expectation on 2022. That's been Dayton's big thing is that, you know, 2022 is whenever the team's going to be back in the playoffs and they're going to be back in contention. You had to show something this year, and they haven't, and they're not going to. This team is bad. They play lifeless. They can't hit well. They can't pitch well. They can't field well. They don't do anything well. Nothing. They have no idea what they're doing. They can't play baseball the right way, and they can't really change much of anything. And You're going to let Solaire walk hopefully this season, after the season's over. 
Might lose Duffy after the season's over. Your young pitchers look lost, and so they have not gotten the experience that they need. So for all intents and purposes, next year will be a rookie season for Jackson Kowar and Daniel Lynch. They'll have to suffer ups and downs and, and, and find their footing. It doesn't seem like anyone's found their footing yet, for the most part. This is a team that can't even compete with the Rangers and with the Tigers. If this was a if this was happening where the Angels right now, for example, the Angels are 37 and 40. The Royals are 33 and 43. Not that big of a difference in terms of their record. The difference is the Angels are beating every team that they should beat. They're beating the Royals, they're beating the Tigers, they're beating every bad team. Every team that's below them in the standings, they're taking care of business, they're beating them. And so they lose to teams ahead of them in the standings. They lose to teams that are better than them. If the Royals were doing that, then all of a sudden it would feel a lot better. But the Royals can't do anything right. When you get swept by the Tigers and the Rangers, swept, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And furthermore, when in those sweeps, it's not like you're losing a bad luck bounce one game, a one-run game. You're not even competitive. You're getting blown out. You're getting embarrassed by the Tigers and the Rangers. This team was supposed to be past that phase. This team was supposed to be you know, in that third-place finish that's very competitive here and there, uh, you know, and, and it's competitive the whole way through, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light. There's no light. Your young pitchers might suck. They might not, but they might suck. You don't have that many positional players that are great, and the ones that are great are very, very, very young down on the farm. The bullpens are regressed. The staff's terrible. Big league talent's not there. Like, what's what is the point of all of this for Kansas City? Now, with a change of pitching coach and a new offseason, those young pitchers can come back next year and look really, really good. So you don't give up on the young pitchers yet. Uh, but it's obvious that 2022 is not going to be a year where you're hoping for the playoffs or you're expecting the playoffs or the playoffs are going to be within reach. Now, maybe baseball expands the playoffs as we expect, and it'll be you know, three, four more teams in the playoffs for each each division, you know, each uh, league. That helps a bit, uh, but it's certainly not an expectation next year. And then you've got to pay Andrew Benatendi without seeing him in the postseason. Can you shell out that big money? That brings up the Andrew Benatendi conversation again. There's just so much uh, that, that has changed now that you can't even be competitive for for half a year. We have not even made it half a year yet, and, and you're already out of it. You're already buried. You're already embarrassed. You're already turning the game off, rightfully so. You're already just cooked. I was asking to make it to training camp. They couldn't even do that. They can't even make it to training camp, much less the preseason, much less the actual season for the Chiefs. All focus now is on frivolous Chiefs news. Who gives a damn about the Royals? They suck. They're terrible. They're going to be terrible. They have a bad culture. They play bad. They're bad. At some point, we have a ton more evidence of bad baseball versus the two, maybe three good years of good quality baseball. At some point, that is on the shoulders of Dayton Moore, of everyone within that organization. I know that you guys treat Dayton Moore like a god, uh, but 
just because he had a fluke couple runs in the, to the playoffs into the World Series does not mean he's a great talent evaluator. Look at all the misses he's had in the draft. He's not a good drafter. They don't put a good culture on the field. They don't play a good brand of baseball. They don't play fun, exciting baseball. They look like they don't care. So he has guys in that locker room, in that clubhouse, that don't care. It, it, he's a great person. He does things the right way personally, paying the minor leaguers and you know taking care of the community and doing all those things off the field personally. He does all those things great. When it comes down to the strict business of building a baseball team, he's not very good at it. Now, those other things offset the baseball thing, right? Because most people want the good guy. They want the good guy. They want the community efforts that he makes. They want the you know, philanthropy that he does. They, they want all that, that marginal stuff more than they want the good baseball. And that's what Kansas City has chosen this entire time. And that's what they're going to continue to choose, I think, for the rest of, uh, of as long as Dayton Moore wants to be a GM. So don't expect change. Don't expect anything to you know, get better. Like this, this team is not very good. There's not really much hope moving forward. We'll see. We'll see if a new pitching coach can magically make all these guys great, the way that many people expected them to be great, you know, inside the Royals organization and outside the Royals organization. So it's not just the Royals who messed on those pitchers. It's everybody who messed on those pitchers so far. We'll see. But as of right now, I wouldn't bet on it. I would not bet on it at all. Again, we have way more evidence that this is a bad baseball team and a poorly ran baseball team than we do a good baseball team. We'll see right now, but your friends over at Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s in protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? Which type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying uh, wild-caught sea fish and seafood. If you're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, it doesn't matter where you get your food from. Get your nutritional from the nature and the Wild Valley Company source, wild-caught sea fish from Alaska in the Pacific Northwest. Do you order the fish when you go out to eat, or do you never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with quality seafood and Simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Seafood delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, and a combination of those fish. Every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that is ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be, always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutritional or uh, get your nutritional nature with Wild Alaskan Company. So right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Uh, search your oil and they'll know we sent you whenever you do that. So go check it out. We're back on the Lockdown Worlds podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunder. Nope. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Uh, 
let's just dive into the Rangers series, I guess. Friday, uh, Mike Miner was terrible. Mike Miner was lit up for nine runs. Uh, he was god-awful in, in five innings. He gave up 11 hits, nine runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and was embarrassed by Texas's old team. Uh, Carlos Hernandez came in for an inning, gives up no hits in one walk and one strikeout. Danny Duffy comes in for one inning, gives up no walks, no hits, strikes out a batter. And then it'll be on to Swarzak, who goes for an inning and gives up two hits, uh, but nothing else. So it was all in minor for the nine runs, and that was all that the Rangers needed because the Rose offense only produces four runs. Uh, the Rose offense gets eight hits on the day compared to Texas's uh, 13. Witt goes two for four with an RBI. Santana goes one for three with a walk and a strikeout. And Salvador Perez goes one for three. And Ryan O'Hearn goes 0 for four. Alberto goes 0 for four. So Lair goes one for four. Dozier goes one for three. And Michael A. Taylor goes one for four. Nicky Lopez goes one for three with two runs scored. And that is how the Royals lineup shakes out in a very embarrassing loss to Texas. Saturday, no different. The Royals this time, they'll get shut out. They lose eight to nothing. They only produce three total hits. They come from Alberto off the bench. Ryan O'Hearn goes one for four. And then you also had Kevin Gutierrez go one for four as well to collect three total hits. Three total hits. And the day in the day of our Lord, in the year of our Lord, 2021, without the sticky stuff helping pitchers, they got three hit by the Texas Rangers. Kyle Zimmer goes as the opener. He has one inning and gives up two walks, but strikes out two and gives up no runs. But then Chris Bubich comes in and gets shelled. He does not even make it an inning, only records two outs, gives up three hits, three runs, two walks on the docket. Irvin Santana comes in. He goes about three innings, three hits, three runs given up, one walk given up, three strikeouts, and a home run given up. Josh Thomas comes in, one inning, one hit, and then he also walks a batter with three strikeouts. Wade Davis, just in mop-up duty, gives up five hits over two innings and two runs score against him. He's terrible as he's been all season long. The Rangers lineup explodes for 12 hits, eight runs, and obviously they had a good day at the ballpark. Joey Gallo was mashing, and uh, Kyle Gibson, who the Royals embarrassed on opening day, uh, goes seven innings of two-hit baseball. That's the story of the Rangers and, and the Royals. The Rangers improve over the year, you know, and, and they have guys get better over the year, like Kyle Gibson has, and the Royals do not. Sunday, the Royals lose 4-1. to one. And the Royals score one run in the fifth inning, and that was it. They have eight hits total, so that's better than having three hits, but also not very good. And they only were able to produce one run. Witt goes three for four. Good on him with an RBI. And then Ryan O'Hearn goes two for four. And Sorlayer goes 0 for four. And then Gutierrez is another hit, one for four. And Nicky Lopez goes two for three. That's... The lineup, that's what they did. Everyone else was 0 for, everyone else sucked. And they those guys sucked too, but besides what Merrifield, but still. Uh, Brady Singer goes for five innings, four hits, three runs allowed, and three walks with five strikeouts, a home run given up. That's your stud. That's the guy that I, I've been saying has Cy Young potential. I mean, that, that's, that's your bright spot of your young pitching staff. That, that's the guy that's been able to stay in the rotation. There's a 4.70 ERA. Jake Brintz goes for one inning, gives up one run on a walk, of course, being unearned. Scott Barlow goes one inning, and it was very clean. He strikes out the side. 
And then Greg Holland goes one inning, and it was also very, very clean. No hits, no walks, no runs for Greg Holland. And then for the Rangers, they had their, I assume, fifth starter, Jordan Lyles. I don't think he's that good, but he goes for seven innings to the tune of seven hits and one run allowed. And then their bullpen just slammed the door on the Royals. A bullpen that's not particularly good. And Ian Kennedy gets the final inning and strikes out two and embarrasses the Royals on Sunday. And that's how the Royals got swept by the Rangers. And then here we go. As I said last week, life gets no easier. You had to capitalize on that Ranger series because now they take on the Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox, who... Uh, just got done sweeping the Yankees and, and have all that momentum from sweeping the Yankees, will now take on Danny Duffy in his new opener weird hybrid role. We'll tee off on Brad Keller and we'll face Mike Miner, who just got shelled by a Rangers lineup and will get shelled by the Red Sox. And then Thursday we'll see who the Royals are out there. But on Thursday, whenever they throw out a guy out there that we don't know yet, they'll have to face off with Nathan Avaldi, one of the best pitchers for the Sox. Not good. And you're going to get swept by the wet Red Sox. Anything less than a swept would, sweep would be awesome. Like anything less than losing all four uh, would be awesome for Kansas City. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how they manage stuff. It's a good storyline to watch for. They made a few roster moves. But then you enter the weekend at, back at home after this road trip and you face the Twins, who at that point will be ahead of you in the standings probably, depending on the tw- who the Twins have this week. I think that, I'll have to check that out real quick. The Twins this week have the White Sox. So maybe not. Maybe the, maybe the um, White Sox will sweep the Twins and, and do you a favor, and you can still battle out the Twins for last place. That'd be pretty fun, I guess, if we're still going to do this and care about last place or not. I mean, at this point, who cares? I mean, you're going to be a terrible 100-loss ball club, and uh, this is going to be all worthless. So we'll get to the roster moves made by Kansas City in the lineup for today, as well as talking more about Danny Duffy and his new role. But first, I guess right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Bilbo.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. There's nine delicious flavors there all the time. Sometimes there's occasional flavors, but the nine flavors there all the time are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie option. It's incredible. It's to die for. If you're not trust me, though, go ahead and order yourself a mix box. The mix box will give you two of every flavor. That way you can try them all out twice and then see which one you love the most and then reorder the ones you love the most. You do that by going to BuiltBar.com and using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. They are awesome. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. And again, most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. So try them out today by going to BuiltBar.com. And whenever you do do that, you use our code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We're back on Lockdown Rules and Lockdown Podcast Network, your team today. This podcast is over. Go check out the Lockdown Today podcast uh, for all your daily needs of sports. The Royals made a roster move today. They have DFA'd Kelvin Gutierrez, who like contributed for, like I believe, 50%, it felt like, of the Royals' hits over the weekend. But, yeah, they just DFA'd him because uh, he's I just DFA'd him. And then they brought up Emmanuel Rivera. So they're changing something, but it's something that's not very important. Uh, the lineup today is Wit batting leadoff and playing second. Jorge Soler batting second, playing right field. Yeah. Carlos Santana playing first, batting third. Salvador Perez batting fourth. 
catching, Ryan O'Hearn DHing, and then Riviera playing third in his debut with the show, back to the show. Hunter Dozier playing left field. Michael A. Taylor goes to center. And then Nicky Lopez batting ninth, playing shortstop. And Danny Duffy's on the mound, so watch for Danny Duffy and see how long he can go. Probably two innings, probably maybe two and a half innings. Who knows what it'll end up being for Danny Duffy. We'll talk about it tomorrow because I have to talk about this team every single day, uh, but pray for me. It's getting pretty hard. Be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. You want to be loving the fun. If you want to see all of the excitement. This is the place and we're the one. If you want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see. Come on out and join us, this is the place you want to be, we're where you want to be, baseball with the rock.